I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. Good morning. We're doing our morning Bible study. Start in Luke. We're in chapter 21, verse 5. Last time we only did four verses. Yeah, that wasn't many verses. <laughs> to the it's true. Harder, but we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. We'll see where we go today. Yeah, let's do as much as we can. All right, this section, Luke 21, verse 5, starts, or the title, Signs of the Ends of end of the age some of the disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God but Jesus said as for what you see here the time will come when not one stone will be left on another every one of them will be thrown down teacher they asked when will these things happen and what will be the sign that they are about to take place he replied watch out that you are are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming I am him, and just find out I'm not following them. When you hear of wars and revolutions, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and on all account and all on account of my name. This will result in your being witnesses to them. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. All men will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will gain life. Should we keep going or read this whole section? Or kind of wanted to ask a question. Yeah, go for it. Okay. No. <laughs> At first, when I was reading this, mm-hmm. when it, when he's talking about the temple, and uh, stone be left on another, like the temple will be destroyed. I thought it was going to be the section where he's talking about the temple being astro- destroyed, and he's going to build it back up. Is that this? Have I just not gotten to it yet, or is that a different? No. That's, I believe that's early on in his ministry. Very early on in his ministry, and then it's quoted again later by the um, uh, Sanhedrin in his trial. Okay, so this is actually talking about the physical destruction of the real temple. Yeah, they're just there, and they're, they're marveling at the stones. And actually, just a fun fact... I was reading, I was reading about uh, Jesus and it says, 
Joseph, his father, was a, we always translate it carpenter, but really it's just like a um, builder man type utility man. And it, there was a huge rock quarry and a big building project that was going on near uh, Nazareth during Jesus's, I guess, upbringing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people speculate that um, Joseph might have been more of a stone worker, and it would have been a lot more likely that Jesus would have been a stone worker because the houses were built out of stone, and a lot of things at that time are masonry work. So when Jesus talks about these things, or the disciples are pointing these things out, like, look at how beautiful all the stones are here. It might be because Jesus was a stone worker and they're kind of pointing out to him the craftsmanship of something that he had brought up doing. Mm. Also makes sense when he talks about himself being like the capstone and no two stones left on each other. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. But you don't... Huh? No, it's just I was I have other questions on my mind. Okay. So. Verse 17, 18. All men will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. I mean, some of these disciples end up dying a martyr's death. Mm -hmm. So they do perish. This is talking about eternal life. But not a, he- a hair on, of your head will perish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the note, I mean, there's a note in my Bible that says this is about spiritual loss. This seems a little misleading to tell them. <laughs> Nothing bad's going to happen to you. And then later if we know what happens to them but by standing from you will gain life so they're like it brings to mind whoever lays down his life for me will gain heaven yeah I would I would attribute this to spiritual matters especially because the next verse he mm-hmm. talks about the soul right mm-hmm so in your... Alright, well then let's keep, I mean that, keep that, moving on. I mean, that's not a leap then when it... No, it just is... Yeah, it's striking. You know I mean, hairs are physical, so it just seems like it's a pretty... It's a, I think mm. it's a um, vigorous speech. Mm-hmm. You know, like you won't be hurt at all because your spirit is strong. It's like when... Paul and Barnabas are in jail and they're singing hymns and rejoicing for what has happened, you know. I mean, they were physically harmed. However, their life, you know, improved. All right. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains 
Let those in the city get out, and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of its punishment, in fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against the people, or against this people. They will fall by the sword and be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled, or will be trampled on by Gentiles until the time of of the Gentiles are fulfilled. What? Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Times of the Gentiles. Well, fulfilled, that word is like complete. Oh. So it's the... And enthone is like... Um, yeah, it's the people out there. So there's going to be a certain amount of time that this is happening and eventually that time will be completed and then at some point he talks about a new Jerusalem coming forward. Okay. There will be, verse 25, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Um, I see the next line says, and he told them this parable. So let's just take a break for a second here. Okay. So... He's telling about the end times here. Mm-hmm. Now, I know what you say about Revelation and what the commentaries and every pastor I know says about Revelation. That this is not like a checklist where you should be looking around and saying, oh, there's lots of wars right now. There's lots of there's a famine going on in this place right now. Mm-hmm. So we must be at the end times, correct? Yeah, the end times begin during the time of the apostles mm-hmm. and continue on until Christ returns. There are other people out there that look at this and interpret it as the end times have not yet begun. There will be a time when they begin, when Christ comes back. But, yeah, these there's partial fulfillment in a lot of these different areas. So, you know what I'm going to say about these, but... But you had a second mm. half of that. The wars and rumors of wars and famines and mm-hmm. uh, fearful events, great signs from heaven, people be persecuted, Jerusalem be surrounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then the one that's like signs in the sun, moon, and stars, 
there'll be tossing of the seas and heavenly bodies will be shaken. Like, do you think there'll be a time when the news reports are like, the moon is shaking or moving closer to the earth and blah, 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 tidal, blah, blah, blah. And like, then we'll know and be like, oh, this is it. I don't know, I think there's meteor showers, I think, every once in a while. I mean... Well, it says people faint from terror. They're talking about an asteroid coming towards Earth. People, the Mayan calendar, well, that wasn't even a prediction of the end of the world, but people look at the stars and say, this predicts the end of the world, or... Well, I guess what I'm saying is... People... People try to predict the end of the world. Jesus said no one knows mm-hmm. when it's going to be. But then this part where it says, men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. So they are apprehensive, which means they know something's about to happen. So there will be enough physical signs that they're terrified. Well, I take all of those earlier ones before the men being shaken to be just when the world seems like it's completely falling apart. Do not doubt that God is still in control of all of these things. And one day he will come back. So... Even though there's war, rumors of war, and blah, 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 all these other things, God is still there. He is still in control. He has not forgotten about you, and I'm going to come back. The men fainting in terror, I think of, um, and maybe, again, I haven't done a lot of reading on this recently, but similar to... At the end of the time, people will try and hide under mountains and just be completely terrified because God is coming back today or right now. Hmm. So, yes, there are things going to be scary, but at the end of the world, when Jesus actually does come back and people realize that all of their slander against God was false and now the God of judgment is coming they are going to be terrified it's going to be awful and that that feeling of um, guilt for how they've treated Christ hmm. so I kind of see a separation between those two things so these are like As the end approaches, you'll be scared because, or not you, but people will be scared because they realize what they've, their sin, maybe? Or are they scared of the signs? Are they scared of the signs or are they scared of God and judgment? Scared of God. Everyone's afraid of God by nature. Yeah. But this is... This just kind of the, I don't know, symbolic nature of these things makes it difficult for me to interpret it that way. 
like, when you read this, it sounds like they're scared of the signs. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you take everything here at face value, like, oh, not a hair on your head will perish. You know, God's going to miraculously keep all the disciples safe forever. Um, people are going to see these things in the heaven shaking, and they're going to know definitely this is the end times. Like, I guess you could say certain planets and stars are moving slowly and blah, blah, blah. But, like, being shaken or being having real signs that are different, that hasn't happened yet. So we know it's not the end of the world. I think there have been signs in the stars that people have thought it's going to be the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the hail bop comment, you know, people are doing that or... Um, the what? Hillbop. Hillbop? Wasn't it Hillbop? I don't know. I don't even think of Umbop. No. Hillbop. I think it was like, oof, I'm going to be wrong about this, like 98. Uh, and there were a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I'm that, wrong, and I just don't remember that. That uh, committed suicide trying to get on the Hillbop spaceship that was there. Hillbop. Okay, me. If you're right, and I'm like laughing at a real word, then I, that's great. Yeah, I think it's like a <laughs> comet that comes around every. I don't know. Are you thinking of Haley's comet? I think I'm thinking of Hill Pop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're getting off topic. So basically, there's. Are these things things we should really be looking for, or is the message just? The end of the world is coming. But if it is, that's just the message. Why does he go into so many details, these specific things? Because all of these things are things that the rest of the world points at and goes, see, this is the end of the world. And Jesus is saying, yeah, all of these things are going to happen. But I am the one that's going to decide when the times are going to be. No one knows. So, well, if Jesus there's a, doesn't say that. The Father the knows. Father, Jesus right, the Father knows. So, everyone's talking about uh, war and nuclear war and all these terrible things. Well, guess what? Jesus is still in control, not the leaders of the nuclear codes. Mm-hmm. Or these stars lined up in this formation that never happens and this symbolizes blah, 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 blah. Well, no, Jesus is still in control. It's going to be according to his time. Not anything else. So for us, it's it's the symbol of comfort that even though there are terrible things that are going to happen and predictions of what's going to happen, only God knows the end of the days. And you're going to know for sure when you see Jesus coming back. Not when this or that king rises to power. Not when this or that weapon is developed or this star is in this house of the zodiac or whatever it is it's it's all according to god and his plan so just trust in him and it's going to be okay that's what i take from this not any kind of formula or predictors of me trying to locate a date does that make sense or does it just seems to me it's been confusing to me why there be all these lists and like seem like a checklist 
of things that are signs of the times. But then you're saying none of that is really the point. The point is God is in control. So why didn't he just do a little sermon out about I'm in control, I'm in control of your lives. If this happens, don't worry. If this happens, don't worry. Like, if if what is he's... This what this is? No, he's saying first this will happen. Before that, then they're going to lay hands on you. Then Jerusalem's going to be surrounded and you will know desolation is near. Then you will do this. Then there will be signs in the sun and the moon. Like, it does sound like a checklist to me. And then, or in the same way, there are parts of Revelation that are like that too. And I remember reading and then hearing from you too. Like, the point is not to, yeah, look for these things and try to predict the end. The point is, God is in control and he's what, you know, like, well, all the stuff you just said, but I'm just, it's, I know I shouldn't be questioning why God did things the way he did. And maybe he's still kind of speaking in. Where are the times that it says then? Where are you getting like this? And then this and then this. Okay. They say, when will these things happen? Uh What will be the sign they are about to take place? And he says, verse 9, when you hear of wars, these things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. So those are all time indicators to me. When, first, right away. Um, And then, well, the next section doesn't say then. Yeah, 10 is at that time. Well, they, at that time he said to them. Yeah. But then, uh, there's that list. There will be earthquakes, famines, pestilences, events, signs from heaven. Then verse 12, before all this, they'll persecute you. Uh-huh. Because that's specifically to these disciples. Uh-huh. That. Then verse 20, when you see Jerusalem, you will know desolation is not near. Then let those who blah, 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 for this is the time of punishment. Yeah, and that's specifically about these stones that are going to take place. So this the, the is specifically when, about the destruction of Jerusalem? There are, yeah, there are okay. some specifically about the destruction of Jerusalem that's going to happen in 70, which is uh, these stones he's going to talk about, but... But then the rest is the, about the end of... The like, end times, which we're day. in right now. Yeah, right, okay. that there's just going to be... A, oh, so. see, well, I mean, could you see how that would be confusing to me? Yeah, <laughs> no, it is, it is. It's like... Here's some really specific things that are going to happen, and then here's some things that might not happen for thousands of years. Yeah. Or more. Right. And it's very ambiguous, and then saying, like, you're not going to be hurt, but then, like, they definitely do get hurt. <laughs> Just kind of, kind of confused me. What you're saying makes sense, but like I said, if I was reading this by myself, I don't know how I would, like get to that conclusion necessarily I think well because you I have think to it takes really time. study it and cross reference it and you know it, it does take time and, and deep study so if you ever take a section like this out of context or you're just reading it alone that'd be sort of confusing yeah, I what think I'm a saying. lot of the end of the world teaching is difficult like this 
And unfortunately, it's also a part that a lot of people that are um, young in their faith or don't have a deep understanding like to jump into right away. And that leads people to a lot of poor conclusions because, you know, once you kind of make up your mind, this is what it means, and you're not willing to look to other places or say, oh, well, actually, Scripture is really saying this or this or this. Yeah, you have to let Scripture interpret Scripture. Yeah, people can get into, you know, just kind of digging their heels. I mean, I've I've had people sit in my office, you know, just being like, yeah, I know when the end of the world is going to be. I figured it out in Scripture. And, you know, trying to just talk to them gently about how they're wrong. Right. And the other thing I remember when I get, like, derailed about the details like this is, you know, why, why do we want to know? Why did the disciples want to know when when will this happen? What are the signs? Like, I think that's kind of a, well, not selfish, but like a self-empowering thing. Like, well, maybe I can figure this out. Maybe I'm smart enough to figure it out. I know nobody else has ever figured it out, but maybe it's all right here in front of me and I can figure out this puzzle. And it's yeah. like this glory to yourself or... Um, just like, yeah, wanting to know something, so what? That you're, like, better prepared or not surprised like everyone else, you know. We shouldn't focus our time on figuring this out. We should focus our time on our time of grace, you know. Mm-hmm. And our lives, not worrying about when when it's going to end. Yeah, and you have the, we have the same motivation or the same message that John the Baptist was preaching repent for the kingdom of God is near you know that's before Christ and he's still saying that's it's gonna right. happen you know your judgment day is coming here get ready yeah and nowadays when people do it it's it seems to me to be one to either scare people into believing because they think that there's some kind of executioner coming or two yeah seem to be some type of prophet so that people follow him. But I think it could also have an adverse effect on people if, you know, I told people that Jesus was coming, he's, I don't believe this, but if Jesus is coming on, you know, January 1st, 2030 or something like that, that there might be some people that go, well, then I can do whatever I want until December 30th. Mm -hmm. You know, and just, because yeah. that's when, you know, the authority comes back and that's going to be judged. So I'm going to do whatever I want and then I'm going to repent on that day. Um, there's something in our sinful nature that feels that. Yeah, that you could procrastinate doing God's work because you yeah. know when, sure. you know, the master will be back. Or oh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people that get into that. Oh, yeah, I know I would really have to get to church. Oh, no. Yeah, I really know that... This is something that I'm missing in my life. But then there's no action mm-hmm. that takes place to do it. Yeah. Okay, well, let's wrap this section up. There's a parable here that probably is going right. to say everything we were just talking about. All right, verse 29. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. 
When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with this dissipation, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life, and that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen, and and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Each day Jesus was teaching at the temple, and each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives, and all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. So it's just like you just said. You, we have these signs, and the signs have been happening since mm-hmm. Jesus said these words, you know, all these bad things, sin in the world, sin getting worse and worse in the world. That means that the day is coming, it's getting closer. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we don't know when it is, means we need to live every day like it's the last day and not wait to strengthen our faith or to share the word with others. We should be on the ready mm-hmm. every day. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, we look at every minute that we have as a gift from God and what can I do today to serve him? You know, and say thank you for this time that I have. Um, so we're prepared. We're ready. We don't think to ourselves, oh, well, I can take a little break from Christianity. Or, oh, well, you know, there's going to be a better time to do that. I'll take care of talking to somebody next year. We yeah. have this uh, motivation to do what do God's work now not out of fear but just out of anticipation that our time might be done so yeah so in conclusion we don't know when the world's gonna end and we're not really supposed to read this section and make like a list or look around and try to check off like this happened first, then this happened, so that must be this is going to happen. Yeah. And if someone says they know when the end of the world is going to be, leave that church. Just <laughs> <laughs> If I ever say I know the date that Jesus is coming back, someone please call me out for that because it's it's not true. Mm. All right. Well, next section... I mean, we're getting through Holy Week, you know, this is a lot of stuff, a lot of last messages yeah. before he dies, so. Right, right. It's pretty important stuff, you know, the words of Jesus, so don't mind taking a couple extra minutes on it. Yep. All right, next time we'll be talking about Judas betraying Jesus. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Adios. Bye. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura wake up.